Well, we heard from our last guest that her mom to flee Kiev had gone through the city of Lviv in western Ukraine on her way to Poland, and then luckily for her, thankfully, on a flight to Alberta. Well, millions of Ukrainians have been on the move in the last two weeks alone. 2.3 million people have left the country. The city of Lviv in western Ukraine has avoided the horrors of war so far, but the impact of the violence is on every corner. Many Ukrainians fleeing stop there on the way out. And for those who call it home, it is a constant reminder of just how much has fundamentally changed in such a short period of time. Well, Canadian Christine Elyashevsky is an editor and translator for the Kiev-based media outlet Euromaidan Press, but a resident of Lviv, and she joins us now. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Ben, for having me. I guess you've been there since the beginning of this, of this invasion. How much has life changed where you are, and how does that manifest itself on the streets? Well, life has changed a lot uh, for everyone. Uh, all the people in Lviv are, uh, are feeling this war in one way or another. Uh, generally speaking, uh, uh, we are quite safe here, relatively safe, I'd say. And uh, uh, although air, air raid sirens have been sounding every day uh, from morning until all through the night, uh, thankfully, they've stopped. Uh, we haven't had a, a, uh, an alert uh, for almost 48 hours, which is wonderful. But yeah. that does not change the very, very problematic situation in the city with the refugees from all regions of uh, Ukraine where Putin uh, brought in his armies. Because, Christine, for people who don't fully understand the geography of Ukraine, you're in the West. So people fleeing the fighting further east will go, a lot of them will go right through your city on their way out. Have you witnessed that? What, is it, what, is, what do the streets look like in terms of those fleeing the war? Oh, yes, uh, you can see it. Uh, even, uh, even here, in the, uh, I'm not right in the center of the, the city, but I can see it in the, uh, when I go to the local market or the local uh, supermarket, which is not very far. Right. Uh, I see people walking with suitcases. You, you never saw that before. I was in town, uh, the city center on Sunday, and I witnessed a, a great change. It, uh, the, the streets are empty. There are no Lviv residents. Uh, they are empty and yet they are full. Let me explain. Yeah. There, are, there aren't very many uh, people from Lviv actually walking around enjoying the, the, the late winter sun, just no. sitting on benches talking. No. No, uh, there are people uh, walking around with suitcases, with bags, plastic bags, uh, uh, families, children dragging their their toys. Uh, so you know that these uh, these are people that that are coming into view from uh, eastern regions and from the uh, uh, cities that were bombed from Kiev, from Kharkiv, from Sumy. Uh, uh, because all of these cities are under siege, I, I could say. I would say, yes. Have you, have you have you packed a bag? Oh yes, my my emergency bag has been ready for even before the the, the invasion. Uh, I have a backpack, and I've got the essentials there. Uh, 
it's it's near my uh, near my bed, so I can right. just grab it. At the beginning, I must admit that I slept in my pajama. I didn't sleep in my pajamas because the air raid uh, sirens were were so frequent that uh, it was useless. <laughs> so you, you just so, you just you were always you basically slept with one eye open for for days. Exactly, exactly. It's very tiring, very exhausting, very nerve wracking. But, why do you, uh, why, do you yes, why do you stay? Why do you stay? I stay because uh, uh, a lot of my family is here. Well, thank goodness my my kids are not uh, uh, here and my brothers and sisters are in Canada. But um, I stay because uh, I feel that I have a moral obligation to stay. Uh, um, I I see my friends. who are who work a lot in the humanitarian sphere? Most of them are not working in their usual professions, and they they have always uh, had this volunteer streak in them since 2014. Right, and uh, they share their ex- uh, their experiences with me. They share their stories, and I think that's a great moral. Um, so you're there support. offering moral support. support. Tell me a bit about what's been happening in Lviv generally. Since you've been out on the streets, you've been talking to reporters, you've been seeing things. What is the city doing? What are the people doing to help the influx of people coming through? Uh, yes, well, it's two weeks now. And the refugee problem in Lviv has become very, very problematic. Uh, people are doing whatever what, what they, whatever they can, really. Uh, I can see it. I can hear it from my friends. I I can see it uh, within my own family, my cousins, uh, uh, even beyond view. Because of course, uh, the there are no more shelters here. Everything, all the spaces, almost all the spaces have been taken uh, taken up by refugees. Uh, for example, sports halls are full. The squash course in this uh, huge uh, uh, sports center, and there are three of them in in Lviv, I believe. Are yeah. uh, they, so they're all full. They have, yeah. yeah, they're all full. They have refugees sleeping on the floor. the The theaters, the Zankovetska Theater, one of the most famous, the biggest theater in in Lviv and in Western Ukraine, uh, is housing refugees, and. Uh, in one in one part of the theater, there there are refugees sleeping on the floor, and they've set up a kitchen. And in the other part of the theater, they're they're weaving. Volunteers are weaving camouflage nets. Christine Elyashevsky, editor and translator at Euromaidan Press and Lviv resident. Thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Ben.